Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? It's for jugglers and jugglets. Listening to the best best friends podcast in the world. Who do you think you are? I am. Yo. Welcome back, friends. It's your number one source for all things craft beer related. It's the internationally acclaimed Cindy Crawford approved podcast of hops, high fives, air fives, and friendship. I'm your host, currently with uh, fluid filled lungs. Uh, Patient zero over here. Weighing in at 0.097 metric tons of fun. The Beast of the East, Crispus Maximus. We're only a week out. Only a week. It's getting down there. Your future president of these great United States of America. It's Tom. The Outbreak Monkey, apparently. Yeah. You forgot to add that in that. And I'm your other host, the future Secretary of Hops, the Royers Ford Rattlesnake. Yeah, hell we, yeah. We need a we need a beer for you to throw to me now I, that we're doing more video right now. during that. <clears throat> we awesome. did just like toss you a Miller light every yeah, time. Yeah, just like an empty can that we just has a prop. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I agree. It's Dan. Alright, everybody. And we are the podcast that you all know and love. The best, best friends podcast in the world. And you can't see us because this is an audio medium. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so uh, we're back uh, half healthy, I guess. Yeah. Half, half of the podcast. Here. Yeah. The other half is uh, nervous. <laughs> oh, thank you. There. <sighs> Hand sanitizer. But uh, we're, we're just we're being responsible adults um, for the first uh I don't know, two minutes of this podcast, then it's all going to go downhill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we are joined today uh, by, oh, there's a cat. We're joined by a cat? Yep. It's a cat. That's our, our guest today is a cat. Um, Tom, how much cold medicine did you have? <sighs> what did the use call it? Robo tripping? I don't know. Is that why you have the crunk chalice next to the computer? <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I wanted to ask why, but I was um, afraid. Been I've been on my on my scissor tip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, we're joined today by the owner of a uh, I guess a, a one of the newer breweries that we've had on the podcast. One of the, the youngest, youthiest, <laughs> the youngest. Yeah, the most youthful brewery uh, that we've had on so far out of Maple Shade, New Jersey. Uh, it's Jack O'Connell from Doctor Brew Littles. What is happening boys what's up jack what's going on not too much we are uh, 
God dying. Damn it, Tom. A little bit. Just like, a little yeah. bit. A little bit. Well, you know, you know, when you really think about it, uh, we're all dying, aren't we? Just a little bit every <laughs> you day. You are doing it at an accelerated rate. Yeah. Well, some more so than others, I guess. Um, all right. So Jack is uh you're the owner um of the Dr. Brew Little's beer company. Um uh and you're not the you don't brew, right? Or you help brew. But you uh, have you I, have a, a head I, brewer. We'll say help. I do. Josh Caputo is my head brewer. Um then <clears throat> we we've so we've uh we've visited yeah, we got a little taste of yeah, the Dr. Jack's Brewer establishment. Levels. Yeah, we went out yeah. for. Did we talk about the beer share on that? I don't think we ever talked about the beer share. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why Zeppi was. Yeah, hasn't talked to us recently. Yeah, he's been. Uh, he's been quiet. Yeah, he's been in a salty bag. Oh, man, you didn't. I mean, you got to blow up that spot, man. Come on now. So, uh, Zeppi and Leah, you know, uh, staples of the of the podcast. Yep. Um, Zeppi, our uh, our marketing intern. Yes. Yes. He's our junior, junior marketing assistant intern. Yep. Um, they threw together a bottle share a couple weeks ago and, uh, and, and it's all set it all up through, uh, through Jack's location. Yeah. It was quite the get together. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Hanging out. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, beers were shared, uh, some better than others. Uh, um, quite a few. Yeah. We had, uh, some Florida beers, I had some beer spilled on me. Yep. Um, yeah, nice. The floor had some blood spilled on it. It did. That's right. Oh was, yeah, uh, we uh, blood, we missed blood that. Was today. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty wild night. I'll tell you what. It uh, it was something. The dancing was dirty. Uh, the it floor was, was bloody. Yeah, I heard Al had the time of his life. Yeah. It, that's right. I gave him the time of his life. Oh yeah, he owed it all to you. <laughs> he did. Man, you know, you really, I'll do it all again. And well, so <laughs> Jack really put baby in a corner. Yeah. I put him up in the air is what I did. <laughs> uh, all right. Enough dirty dancing references. Oh, man. We just keep going with it. Yeah, we could. Yeah, just recite the whole movie. It's just going to get real dry. This podcast is going to get real dry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to drink some of, some of Jack's beer tonight. Um, and we have a little bit of variety. Yeah. I'm excited for this. I mean, I've been excited since we went to the bottle share yeah. that we were going to do Dr. Brew Little's beer. I do think this is our first crowler episode since the fabled the fabled uh incident oh since Uh-oh. the uh cardamom incident since the legendary cardamom oh, no. incident yeah this did might you, be did you, did you drink an entire cardamom uh we might have might as well have yeah we might have this we way. might have like consumed an entire plant of cardamom in a beer. so I, I think we should we we should talk about it because you know we it's been a, a quite a few episodes that was in our infancy yeah, that was early in the game. So we might have some new listeners who haven't gone back and listened to it, which I highly recommend. Well, I've never listened to it because I got blackout drunk during it. Ah, uh, there it is. Yep. Yeah, that's a. I I'm, think it was a three and a half hour, uh, almost four oh, hour. Oh, I think it was just just teetered above four hours. Oh, Jesus. that's a big boy podcast. Right yeah. Now. So it was our first episode with Zeppi on, and uh, <laughs> this is like a hardcore history. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, He's got nothing better to do. Yeah, I started talking about uh. uh the atrocities that the Japanese uh, committed before the world. The- yeah, it got real deep. And then, <laughs> yeah, we, had, we had to we had to cut it. We had to cut his mic. Yeah, we had to cut his mic. It was it was oh, awkward. Um, that's what I'm listening. I'm driving around listening to uh, the the newest hardcore history. Is that Dan Carlin? Yeah, yeah. About the uh, supernova in the east. It's about all why why Japan no good. 
Oh man. Oh, uh, Japan, a mean people. They've gotten better. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Got, yeah. That got, that got pretty dark there for a second. That was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they were, whoo, man, they, they took it to China. Yeah. Like, but that, little, out. that little tiny island went in and just, they bitch slapped China. Oh, man. They were bitch slapping everybody. Yeah. They, they did a number on a few people. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say they had the whole, oh, was it the Pacific Rim? That was like all of them. <laughs> yeah. So that oh, was yeah. all the robots fighting the monsters, right? Oh yeah. That's so, sorry. That was a uh, Pacific Rim uprising. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, it was, a. Uh, John Boyega was, was in that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the, this episode was, uh, oh my God, how do we get this far off track? I know, dude, we have an outline for this. You want, you want to crack a first beer? No, I want to, I want to talk about the cardamom episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we did a I need history. First. We did three <laughs> beers in that Three beers and then one was a crowler. Yeah, so we did two beers each, and then we each had our own crowler. That this was totally in our infancy because yeah, why would we each get a crowler to ourselves? Not a responsible choice, but no, it was um, early in the uh, quarantine yeah, too. So drinking definitely not a responsible choice. <laughs> <laughs> so we drank. Um, we were drinking Levante beer, and uh, and their one beer was uh, what was it, Billberry Hill. Um, a was blueberry. a blueberry chocolate stout. Sounds like a lot, right? Um, with it, card mom. Yeah, it was one in one of those little asterisks at the bottom contains card mom. Yeah, lots they, of it. They don't really talk about it, but it was there. Let me tell you. And it was a crowler of Robitussin. Yeah, oh, you ever like oh, drank an entire crowler of black licorice? That's oh, what boy. it was. It was That's no like, good. Yuck! Was bad going down. Was even worse coming back up. Oh, I had one of those nights. Yeah. Well, next day at work. Tom had that night day just. Oof. That's the day where you just want to fall asleep so you can wake up the next day and not feel how you do. Yep. The best text was the next day where he goes, I think we should cut our episodes to, yeah, right at two hours. Yeah. That's yeah. Why, yeah. Oh, Tom? no, I got I got really like uh, introspective on, uh, you know, that day. I was just like, man. How many mistakes have we made? Like, oh boy! You know, so this is what you're saying is this is going to get weird. Yeah. Well, no, we've learned we're yeah, we're a more mature craft beer podcast. Yeah, now. we're we're splitting a crowler each. Ah, I, I try, I try, Jack. I'm sorry. No, right, we're not. Right. <laughs> Listen, a for effort. I try my best to put on a straight face. Paper. Yeah. But let's crack into these beers. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> let's so, do that. They're getting warm over here. All right. So, uh. Let's see. What can we talk about here while Dan gets ready? Uh, we can talk about Untapped, the great app with a just a shit show of a community. Um, yeah. All right. So here's Untapped. Great app for keeping track of your uh, keeping track of the beers that you've been drinking. Horrible app to go on and look at anybody who types in anything. Uh, the ratings are all arbitrary. And nobody knows what they're talking about when they're reviewing a beer. Um, so don't pay attention to it. Use it to, uh, to you know, see what beers other people are drinking and don't look at what they're saying about it. Dr. Brew Littles is a certified untapped venue. Yes. Aren't you? You got the check mark. I saw that. That's right. Um, so if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do, do it right. You know, my well, favorite thing on untapped is that uh, our, our rating is pretty decent, but it's brought down by people who drink stouts and then say, I don't like stouts. One star. Yeah, that's and that's a majority of uh, that was the perfect summary of untapped right yeah. there. 
That's yep. basically what we say ad nauseum every uh, episode. I don't like stouts one star. It's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Really? This is a really good stout, but I don't like stouts one star. One yeah. star. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. I use it more for the uh, comments here and there to find out if there's like an overall, like 90% of people are saying something. But for the most part, it's like, I really don't give a shit about ratings and we're going to brew the beer. We're going to brew. And if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, then... Give me a one star. Really and that's okay. really the mentality yeah. that you should have. Oh um, yeah. And if you want to see what we've been drinking and what we're currently drinking, uh, you can follow us on how, how far, how far are we caught up to? We got uh, two episodes okay. still. So, All right. Uh, <clears throat> so you can follow us on untapped at best, best friends pod. That's at best, best friends, P O D. Yep. I feel I feel more alive now. Oof. I don't. I think, I could, honestly, I think I could fly. Nice. I, I'm so glad that Jack and I are just going back and forth with uh, lyrics to songs since yeah, this started. Yeah. I'm I'm jumping in and out. I'm going <laughs> in and out between a uh, a, a, a illness induced blackout. That <laughs> boy. All right. So let's get in this beer. We're gonna do Grog's Paradise by Doctor Brew Littles. I did it. Daniel. Awesome. Yeah. Grog's Paradise by Dr. Brew Littles. Uh, it's a New England hazy IPA, 7% alcohol by volume, uh, average rating of 3.79 on untapped there. So um, I've heard you earlier, actually, when you were stepping away to grab the beer. Um, so is Grog the name of one of your dogs or you were saying Grog, something? that uh, sweet cat that you saw before was actually the namesake of that beer. Okay. So it's named after the cat. Awesome. Yeah. So Grog was my cat. And then my, one of my stipulations for when I opened the brewery was I got to name a beer after my cat. Cause so I picked Grog. So I like a hazy IPA. My wife gives me a lot of crap because I haven't named a beer after our dog or her cat. So <laughs> just grog gets all the attention yeah yeah that's my, that's my sweet baby boy right there <laughs> yeah let's see let's see if we can hear this I'm, i mean you guys are being uh i guess normal human beings and drinking out of glasses but i'm just gonna do this little move here we're gonna put the mic ne- right next to it. we're just gonna oh here Ooh. we go you want to give me a countdown yeah. there tom three two one there we go oh crispy that was I'm crispy. Just, i mean i'm going right out the can because i have uh it's because you're an absolute I mean, savage yeah that definitely is the reason not because i might be a borderline alcoholic <laughs> did you just pour directly into the base of the glass is that what i just saw so i've heard of this little um process Wait. of pouring in a crowler where you pour like a couple ounces at first and then you pour into it with like a steady pour afterwards Bullshit. to like stop it from coming down the can as you nope. pour it and nope. it doesn't still work doing it. still, nope. look, still getting a jizz dribble. and now look at your beer you got nine inches ahead on that beer yeah exactly so i've been i get lucky with it sometimes but not all the time and quit you just got to commit or quit worry like i said just drink out of the can that's what i'm doing zero ahead in this can yeah so we can talk about the beer a little bit i guess um you said you have some recipes okay. for it um pulled yeah. up here so let's uh i guess get a little bit more of the recipe for this uh here get a rundown of i guess the hops and everything they use for it yeah i'll give you the brew log pull it over here so uh like i said josh computer is my brewer a little shout out to josh uh he was the head brewer at st benjamin's before they became human robot and they closed down which is a real bummer uh he brewed at mainstay and he brewed at this place called duck rabbit in north carolina yeah so he has a pretty professional background, big fan of him. Uh, so his, it's mostly his recipe. The way we do our beers is I'll be like, Hey, 
why don't we do this? And he's like, yeah, why not? And then he'll make a recipe for it, which is kind of insane to me that like, he can just kind of pull it out of thin air and it turns out to be like a really good beer. Um, <clears throat> so our malt bill is uh pills, wheat malt and flaked oats. So those flaked oats are where you get a lot of your haziness from cause it's an unfiltered uh, beer. Yeah. And then I use citra, mandarina and lemon drop hops. So those are our three hops in that hazy IPA, which kind of gives it a nice fruity start and a little bit of that dry hop finish. And then I do what's called an A38 uh, Imperial Yeast. So uh, Imperial Yeast does this A38, and it's the only liquid yeast I use because it is very expensive. But that is what gives Grogs this like big, like juicy, like start. Okay. Is that A38? So it's our only liquid yeast. Um, we only use it like three times, four times, which is pretty low, like reuse for a yeast, um, just because I like keeping it as fresh as I possibly can. Nice. Yeah. This is actually the second beer we've had with lemon drop. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. We had that, uh, Kavik, uh, IPA with uh, stolen sun had lemon mm-hmm. drop. It's relatively kind of a new hop that people are starting to kind of circulate into their recipes recently. That it's we saw. Hop. It doesn't give you like a ton of bitterness, but it gives you all that like, like fruity start. Nope. Sorry. Sorry. Well, she was recording that whole thing. Um, series. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, she was going after me. Um, I mean, I like mandarina and citra a lot. I mean, citra, of course, is, you know, oh, everyone uses citra. That's just like a really good way to get that floral note. But lemon drop for me kind of gives it that little bit of juice, which I like. And that complements the A38 a lot, in my opinion. Nice. I can't wait to enjoy this in about 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, if you're just better at pouring beer, you can enjoy it right now. But I mean. Or Dan can start using my method of just pouring a little bit uh, and really. uh Really, uh, his, beer. his method that he got on YouTube and has been doing for just <laughs> to the be, last, like, to two, be fair for to, the last two episodes, he just sit here and, and just like spins it around in to his be glass. Fair, it's a method that I learned from Garrett Oliver, which <laughs> is right. a very credible source. I mean, listen, like I said, my method is just to open a can and drink out of a can and just not care how much is in it. <clears throat> All right. Well, I can actually get to it here. So why don't we do a little cheers? All right. Sir? I'll do a little virtual cheers. Slanta. Oh, that's a big, that's a big can up there. Bang. Okay. <laughs> this is all screen. My virtual brewery that I'm in. It's funny because you disappeared and it was just like the can talking. The can, yeah. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. This is really, uh, it's great. This is going to be my video for the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah. So the lemon <laughs> drop really adds to like, like you said, it adds that kind of like fruitiness, kind of juicy factor to it. And uh, citrus kind of keep it in check with like that um, citrusy kind of bitterness to it, which is yeah, nice. So that citrus, I feel like gives you that little bit of dry, like hop finish on the end. Yep. But we've got a lot. I mean, the big thing for this beer is that um, people who don't generally like the taste of beer or IPAs actually enjoy this beer because it doesn't really have that. It doesn't have like a really big malt bill to it. So you don't get that like really malty beer flavor. Yeah. And with the hops and yeast that we use, it gives it a nice fruity taste. So people are like, I don't like taste of beer. Like this is one of the first beers that I give them without saying it's an IPA. I feel like sometimes for people who say, I don't like beer. And I say, do you like IPAs? I'll say, absolutely not. And then if I give them an IPA, they'd be like, Oh, well I told you I don't like IPAs. Like it's already in their head. Yeah. So if I get someone, like, I don't like beer, I'll be like, Oh, try this. And like, I won't tell them what it is until after they drink it. Like, Oh, it's pretty good. I'm like, Oh, that's a 7% IPA. You just drank. And you actually like, like it. I don't like beer as I walk into a brewery. Yeah. Yeah. Why? That's why always, my, that's always my favorite thing. I don't like beer. Like, okay, well, I don't know what you want. <laughs> but that's like, <laughs> that's a trend with like the hazy IPAs is people who weren't into IPAs when I was into IPAs are all of a sudden they're like, like self-proclaimed IPA experts now with the uh, haze craze. 
They love the hazies. And if it's not hazy, it's not a good IPA. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We got bad connection. Uh-oh. Turn a robot on me for a sec there. Oh, yeah. There we go. We're good. Hey, we got hey, Every once in a while. Yeah, now our connection's better. You can nice. tell as the uh, the video gets bigger. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so, I mean, my analysis on it is uh, what I took away from my video that I watched two weeks ago. Um, the The head on it's really nice. We got a nice rocky head with the the different size bubbles. God damn it! You're going to keep talking about rocky head and different size bubbles yeah. every episode. Apparently, he, if you watch the video, Dan, I sent it to you. Okay, Garrett Oliver talks about how important the head is to telling the uh, quality of a beer. Very well. Fair enough. Is is Garrett Oliver here right now? He is. Okay. In spirit. spirit. You'll have to, you'll have to play setting for Garrett Oliver. There's a, um, you know, that's another, another, there's a framed picture of Garrett Oliver next to his chair right here. (laughs) (laughs) And nobody knows that it's actually, uh, no, I can't think of his name. I had the joke. And if I remembered his name because of my Swiss cheese brain, uh, it, what's his name? Uh, Reading Rainbow. Uh, Lamar Burton. Yes, Lavar Burton. Yeah. Uh, Burton. Which Garrett Oliver kind of looks like Lavar Burton a little bit. Does he? Yeah, a little bit. Does he? Little I bit. think it's your. I think it's the cold medicine getting to you. It might be. The I think fact you're that stepping I'm, on a ladder and you're trying to reach for the top shelf right now, buddy, and you're coming up a little bit short. <laughs> That's. What, I mean, yeah, yeah fair. I had one bomb. I definitely enjoy <laughs> what uh, flaked oats do to a hazy IPA in terms of like the mouthfeel and everything too. Like you get the haze yeah. with it and then you get like a smooth mouthfeel with like a hazy IPA and that flaked oats definitely helps to add to that. Another big thing is we mill all of our own malt. So like we're like we're milling all that stuff before we throw it in there and the flaked oats are going in right on top of the grain bed hole. Oh, that's awesome. Than, yeah. And then it's just we carb right in the, out of the fermenter instead of like putting it to the brighter. I mean, obviously you don't want to filter a hazy IPA because that would kind of take away a big aspect of the beer. Yeah, Instagram will hate it. Oh God, if I have a hate clear, if you can see through my hazy IPA, I'm done for. Yeah, you might as well just close up shop now. Oh yep. my God, all those twenty six somethings are going to come after me. We've uh, we've talked about it uh, ad nauseum on this uh, podcast, but good one. We have a uh, you know we have a relationship with a uh, with Stickman Brews out here, and uh, Ethan went through that a little bit with uh, changing a recipe to make his hazy IPA not hazy anymore, and the beer community coming together and saying your beer is shit. Yeah, that was terrible. I mean, I guess I wouldn't call them the beer community. I would say the self-proclaimed beer community. It's the beer community. I mean, that's the the majority. I would say from my experience, the majority of the beer community is the kind of people that only drink hazy IPAs or don't like beer, but want to say they drink beer. So they drink uh, smoothie sours. Yeah. Oh God. Disgusting. Do you have any of those smoothie sours at the uh, beer share there? <laughs> uh, I won't. I won't drink them. I just don't like them. If you're gonna have a sour, be sour. Don't be a smooth fruity beer. You're not a sour at that point. If I have a sour, I want to feel it in my back teeth. Like I want to feel the sour. I don't, I don't want some like nonsense. There's. I mean, there's a. It's much like like lagering. It's it's. There's a certain. Uh, there's a certain respect you have to give to the souring process and those smoothie sours just piss on the sour yeah. process. Like you well, said, smoothie like, sours are what I think lactose is. 
I think smoothie sours are a way to cover up a bad sours and lactose is a way to cover up a bad IPA. That's a very, uh, I would say it's a very, um, valid observation, especially, I mean, some Doug. of them, some, you know, some with like a hint of lactose aren't too bad, but yeah, yeah it's, it's, I, covered. Wrong, there are good lactose. Yeah. Beers for sure. Yeah. I, I, agree. I see like a brewery doing like nine lactose IPAs out of their 12 taps. I'm like, oh, okay. So you made like, a <laughs> <two bad IPAs. laughs> oh, let me throw some lactose on top of it. Yeah, actually, um, they're using a lot less lactose at um, Hen River because of their uh, they're actually trying to cater to the lactose intolerant. Wow. So I thought that would have been because they fired their whole kitchen staff and now nobody knows what to do. Oh, man. Look at you. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just throwing shade. Just throwing Ooh, shade. Boy. They got 12 <laughs> degrees cooler in this room. There's a whole, whole lot of shade. Oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Bad people deserve shade. Well. Um, like you were saying with like the kettle sours, I, I, I like to feel that behind my teeth, like the adenoids and everything. Some of those smoothie sours I had at that bottle share, I was feeling it in every single tooth. Like I could feel like to, I was like, you have to chew I it. I want a beer to stick to my, my biggest thing about those smoothie sours is I don't like a beer and any beer. I don't like a beer that I can feel on my teeth after I swallowed it. I feel like a, yeah. like a Coke addict. Cause I start trying to clean my t- like teeth off yes. with like a, my index finger after I have a smoothie sour. I think smoothie Tom sour. caught my, like the best facial expression I ever made on a beer <laughs> during the bottle yeah. share. Cause you almost fell on the ground laughing. I was like, yeah, I'll try the smoothie sour. And like my face, like, it was like a. I couldn't hide it. I was visibly disturbed oh. by it. Dude, I, wait, <laughs> are you? Like imperial stouts. Like if I can feel that on my teeth after there's no liquid in my mouth, like I just I can't do it. I I, I can't. Are you, are you talking about the the pancake one, or are you talking about when uh, Beer Vixen gave us that uh, that one that was uh, it was chewable? Yeah, it was the chew. It was the oh. Flintstone vitamin yeah. smoothie oh. sour that I had. Dude, it oh, was yeah. that was like a. Nope. I knew I wasn't going to enjoy it. It was all just like a formality. And you're like, like Dan, drink this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it was all just like, she was like, do you want to try this? I brought it from Florida. And I was like, ah, God damn it. Now, you, now oh, you're now you guilting no. me I'm into drinking this no shitty juice. I'm going to start. I'm, no, I'm just going to stop acknowledging them as beer. Smoothies hours? Yeah. Because there is a certain, like... If you if you look on Instagram and you see people that drink smoothie sours, it's all they drink. And it's like... all. It, I've come to the realization it's they don't like the flavor. The people who drink smoothie sours are the people that don't like the flavor of beer, but they want to say, oh, I'm a beer drinker. I'm a craft beer drinker. So they drink this thing that is not beer. It's not beer. It's a it's fruit juice. Liquid chalk. That's like saying that's like saying a hard seltzer is beer. See, I may disagree with you on that one. Oh, hard seltzer. I mean, I'm not saying hard seltzers are bad, but I wouldn't consider them beer. I agree with that. Then I take it back. I rescind my previous statement. <laughs> I was erroneous on all accounts, and now I agree. With that. Spoken so. like a true politician, right here. That's right. I'm running. Why well, I'm running for office next year? <laughs> Wait, are you actually running for office next year? I'm going to run for a spot in the NJCB next year. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. So yeah. how does that run? Like, is it run like any normal election? Oh, I got no idea. I'm just, I just opened a brewery. So now it's kind of like a, let's figure that thing out next. Winging it. Plan. <laughs> step one, one brewery, one step two, political career, step three, yeah. profit. You yeah. know, I, I have looked into, uh, how, how to get into like, uh, how to get into politics, like how to become like a Senator. Super easy. Oh yeah. It's like, just like fill out a form high school equivalency exam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a bunch of money. 
Yeah, I, I'm just gonna. I just need to find out like how to get backers. Oh, because I will. I like. I have no problem turning corrupt. Oh yeah, I mean, if you need like a lobby, I think craft beer would be your best lobby. Just yeah, have like, like have like, yeah. like the heavy hitters. Like have victory as your like yeah, lobby. Because I can be like <laughs> dogfish head. I can be up on the. Po- <laughs> I can be up on the podium. Like, yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? I mean, the beer we got drink pretty good, don't it? Yeah, I mean, I like Budweiser and. Budweiser and also Budweiser. Yeah, but what about Budweiser? There he is. That <laughs> <laughs> a boy. I love how Jack plays into all of our malarkey over I'm, here. I'm all about malarkey. Hey, it's a good American lager. Listen, it's an American beer made in America, made in Germany. It's <laughs> it's an it's an American working beer for the American working man because that's who I am and that's who I care about. Good job. Yeah, Razel. I work in a coal mine. I drink Budweiser. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it it really takes away from the black lung. <laughs> yeah, really cleans that right out. Yeah. So <clears throat> let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this beer because I guess that's what this podcast is about. I guess oh, that's, that's about right. It. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No yeah. malarkey over here. It's got a it it does have a great color to it. Um, she sure is hazy. Mm-hmm. She is she is a hazy girl. Um, it's juicy. Yeah, the, um, I just love the bitterness on the finish. Like yeah. you guys did really well with like you you had juicy melony hops, and then adding that citra to kind of bring it back to that classic IPA bitterness on like my palate at the end. Um, it, it's just perfectly well balanced right there for me. Yeah, I appreciate. I, I, I really like. Uh, it's like a subtle juiciness. It's not like a. It's not like a juiciness in the in the sense of like a like the ripe from, uh, from great notion was like overly juicy. Like I was drinking like orange juice. Yeah. Um, but you still want to feel like you're drinking a beer is my biggest. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. And that's, I think what you guys did with like the, like keeping citra in the, in the mix there. And I, I I like the, I like the mix of that, like citrusy and the melon flavor to it. Um, and you get a little bit of earthiness to it and not a, a, an over overly bitter beer, which is, I mean, a, a new England, I'm not expecting a whole lot of bitterness from it. Yeah. No, but in my opinion, you should have a little bit on that back end. Like you want to still know. That oh yeah, for sure. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. But it, I mean, that's a big difference between like a normal IPA or an Imperial IPA compared to a, a, a new England is new England is inherently not as bitter as the other forms of IPA. For sure. Um, well, like I said before, I argue that like my big thing about this brewery, especially like talking with Josh about a lot of our recipes is that, I mean, we like doing a little bit of weird stuff, but especially in the beginning, like I want you to know that like we can make us like the beer style, how it's supposed to be like nothing weird, nothing fancy, like two of our best beers and actually three of our best beers are, uh, grogs, which is just, I mean, in my opinion, a classic hazy IPA. I know like frills about it, the Barktoberfest, which we'll get to in a little bit, which is just a good like fest beer. And then what was one of our beers was the, um, uh, paleontologist, the West coast IPA, which we had our opening weekend. Cause it was like, not like this, like crazy hopped up perfume West coast. It was more of like a clean beer with a little bit of bitterness, which is what a West Coast originally was when it came out here. I'm so bummed that we didn't have. Yeah, a West you're making Coast my mouth water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm we just are. Like, and it's called the Paleontologist too. And yeah. I'm just yeah. like in the back of my head, the Jurassic Park theme song just went. Well, I think I can. I can give you a quick switch. I think. Wait, no, I don't want to do that. I want to give you a quick switch. Clever girl. We um, we over here. There you go. Right there. Oh, awesome. Yeah. We walked down the, 
we walked down the uh, the aisle at my wedding to uh, the Jurassic Park theme. Yeah, I got yeah. I got married in the Academy of Natural Sciences under dinosaurs. All right, well, you know, oh, one upper, <laughs> classic, yeah. classic Jersey that one upper. To, that was not to be a one up, but to be a hey, I like dinosaurs too. <laughs> yeah, we're you all... want to see my dinosaur collection after this? <laughs> <laughs> we show you my bones. Um, <laughs> oh, my, my son's sleeping in dinosaur pajamas right now. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, my son is a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um yeah no we're we're west coast fanatics over here so um you know it's a little disappointing that you didn't have that uh <laughs> we, you didn't I mean, have I'm, that I'm available really spoiler, but i mean she'll she'll probably come back i mean josh really likes making like check pilsners and stuff like that and also west coast ipa so i think once the back nine goes which is our session ipa right now we'll probably be bringing back the west coast which i westies I, are coming back strong yeah. right now yeah which is good because i love west coast ipas if they're done right like just give it a clean base beer and add a little bit of bitterness with the hops. Don't go crazy with it. Don't put like 90 fuck like 90 hops. Oh, you can curse on this thing. That's right. Yes. Don't put like 90 fucking hops in it. Don't make it this like 90 perfumey. freaking hops, man. <laughs> 90 hops, dude. Don't um, put all that. Just just add like three or four and make it a good clean <laughs> beer with a little bit of bitterness. And that's a West Coast IPA. West Coast is such a like a classic IPA flavor. It's what I fell in love with yeah. as, you know, in going to craft beer was I like the bitterness, the piney, like that aftertaste. And that's what I like about Grog's paradise too, is that the citra just sitting on my palate, giving me that nice, like citrusy bitterness at the end. So, I mean, this, this beer well, was awesome. Big for, thing me. for me goes too in a weird way is letting it age. Like I know people are like, Oh my God, you can't drink it. Oh, sorry. Oh my God. You can't drink an IPA after a buff. Cause that's what I feel like everyone on our tap sounds like. Uh, but like oh, you, you didn't, you didn't stroke your neck beard. beard at the same time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can't. I mean, they won't see it, but just just know. I was about to say, just know I'm stroking it, but that wouldn't sound good. <laughs> uh, but like my thing is that a West Coast IPA, if you make it correctly and it sits for like a month or two, will not get bad. There's definitely a window where it starts to turn, but you have like a little bit of time right before it turns where it rounds out that pininess and smooths it out. And that is my favorite period of a West coast IPA is where it's like a smooth pininess rather than a sharp pininess. Okay. And it only happens with age, but yeah. like if you wait too long, it's gone. So there's a and very now, small window. And now like a certain segment of our audience has had their buttholes puckered. Uh, aging uh, an IPA? An IPA? Stand by it. Every can says drink fresh. <laughs> no, with a Westie, I mean, I I have a friend of mine who has a couple West Coast IPAs that he's, you know, he's, they're bottled, uh, they're bottled too. And he's, you know, he's dipped them in wax and he's had them for years. So. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you make a good West Coast IPA, that pininess will stay there. The beer will stay fresh, but like you won't get that sharpness. You'll get around. It's like cheese. I mean, a West Coast IPA is almost exactly like cheese. If you age it and make it properly, God, it will I taste cheese. You heard? <laughs> I stand by it. If you age a cheese properly, it's you had me at cheese. It's the same thing with the West Coast IPA. If you give it time and you made it correctly, that West Coast IPA after a little bit of time will be still phenomenal. Um, so you said, uh, you said your, your brewer, um, worked at sure. mainstay for a little bit. Yeah. So he, he studied under Brian O'Reilly. So we're going to say yes. Cause I don't know anything really about mainstay. I'll okay. be very honest. So my main PA brewery knowledge is lower than I would like okay. it to be. I, 
I need more PA friends to go so, out to PA. So mainstay was uh, so Brian O'Reilly is the was the brewmaster at Sly Fox and kind of was the reason that Sly Fox became Sly Fox because his beers are fucking phenomenal. And uh, he left in 2018. I want to say he resigned as the, as the head brewmaster there and uh, started mainstay. So he's the owner and I guess head brewer brewmaster at mainstay, but he's like, he's like the brewmaster in PA. Like, uh, for me, that's like the get of gets for the, the podcast is to have like Brian O'Reilly on. Oh, word. Yeah. I didn't know that. I've done my homework. <laughs> I was going to say, well, you did, was, you did some serious already, right? Your Wikipedia was, search history right there. Like, especially since you, you send the outline to me at like midnight on like a Saturday. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what happened? Did, did we lose you? Did you lose me? No. Oh, no, we got you. All right. No, we're still good. Yeah, uh, yeah, Sly Fox. I mean, he Brian O'Reilly, the O'Reilly Stout. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like the he was the the main reason that Sly Fox is in. You're the brains behind this. I just enjoyed the beer. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, if he if he worked at Mainstay, then he probably worked under Brian, and that's like a crazy awesome education to get. And Duck Rabbit's huge in North Carolina. I mean, Duck Rabbit's one of those like. You know, it's it's like victory of North Carolina. They're naturally, uh, you know, no, nationally syndicated, almost yeah. kind of like victory. Yeah. 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 Um, so how long how long have you guys been open? Labor Day weekend was our first weekend. Oh, so Labor Day, what? 20, wait, 2020. So like. Yeah, I've been open for eight weeks. Eight weeks opening a brewery. Wait, you've been a open for eight weeks during a pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> damn, holy shit! <laughs> I thought you guys were open for like a year. No, Labor Day weekend was our eight first weekend weeks. open holy to hell. the public, and also only two weeks before that, two and a half weeks before that, was our first week brewing. Wow! Wow! This is yeah. This is like a true. Yeah. Brewery and infancy. Like, and it's cool to kind of like talk to you because you're on the business side of it. We talk to a lot of brewers, but you know, yeah. Well, right now we're the, we're tied for the, like one that opened the latest with Brotherton. I know that Mechanicsville and James are opening November 27th, but, and then I believe as of right now, I'm the youngest brewery owner because I think Magnify beat me out. But he's 30 now and I'm 29. So magnifies owners like 30. Holy shit. Yeah. I think I, they want to say like 30 or 31. I'm pretty sure I could be super wrong about that, but I think he opened in 2016 or 2015 at like 25 or 26. And then he's, I think a year older than I am. So I think, I I mean, this I could be fact checked. Could be uh, fake news. Uh, I think (laughs) I'm the youngest. Got that news from China. Yeah. I think I'm the youngest person in Jersey right now. I think. Wait until Harry gets in there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Harry's older than me, I think. I don't know. He looks like he's 18. Yeah, but I think he's like 50. <laughs> Every, everyone will say he's the youngest. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what was like, what was the, what was the process like opening up the, the brewery? Uh, I mean, so, I mean, I can go from like A to Z real quick. If you want to just hear the story, I don't know if that's. Yeah. Go to, uh, let's, let's do this thing in, uh, 
60 seconds like Nicolas Cage. Yeah, okay. I could probably do 60 seconds. So and my friend go. Chris Tory, originally my plan was to be a veterinarian. I was a few months away from applying to veterinary school and uh, I just didn't do it. I wasn't committed to it and I just couldn't, you know, sacrifice my time and 400 grand to go to it. So 400 I... 400 grand changed. to go to veterinarian school? Uh, yeah, that was my original plan <laughs> to be a veterinarian. So this is definitely going to be longer than 60 seconds. I for sure can't do this in 60 seconds. I, I immediately regret what I said. Well, and time. Um, yeah. Well, now, right. well, it was really nice talking to you guys. <laughs> talking Hold on. If you, if you, if you hear, if you can hear that, it's the sound of Nicolas Cage laughing somewhere. Somewhere. I have to do it in uh, 60 seconds. Oh, I was, oh, I was gone in 60 oh, seconds. Oh, the declaration. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You guys so, have the worst Nicolas Cage impression. I'm pretty sure if you close your eyes and I went, not the bees. Oh, oh. like you would think he's in the room. I'm pretty sure if you close your eyes. Oh, there he I is. Do, I do like that. We, with a bunch of convicts. Actually, Boom, guys, I close my eyes and think Nicolas Cage is in the room every night before I go to bed. And trust me, <laughs> you guys do not sound like him. There's, there's a, you got to respect though, that we both had the exact same impression. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's just a one noise. Oh, I'll never say any words, but oh, oh, Sean Connery, we have to get these guys off the rock. Oh, <laughs> you guys are like, what a terrible movie. You guys are like bridging a gap <laughs> between awesome like movie. Nicolas Cage and like Keanu Reeves a little bit, like Bill and oh. Ted. You're like, oh, 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 excellent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you're so close to Keanu, <laughs> but so far away from Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> my lungs the worst okay yeah. so there is right. oh, kind of a right. veterinary just, background to uh yeah so i just i i couldn't do it and i have a bunch of degrees that i don't use so i went back in my it degree and i stayed friends with chris tory who's the owner of mount laura animal hospital and various other animal hospitals now um and then like one day uh -oh. hold on hold on, hold on with me uh, and i was like no what wait what happened uh, it robots wow. can you hear me now yeah you uh you went berserk yeah, robot. for a second yeah you went through the stargate but yeah. now you're back yeah all right i returned yeah so uh he uh he basically told me to open a brewery with him and i said absolutely not that's crazy talk like why would i do that i'm watching netflix eight hours a day i'm working in it like i'm happy i'm making good money no and then like a week later, I was sitting down with like attorneys and real estate agents. And I was like, oh, so like we're really doing this. OK, great. <laughs> uh, Just woke up. Then, like, oh, am I at a, yeah, a real estate meeting? Honestly, yeah. like it, so I, I feel bad saying this because for a lot of people, this is like a big dream of theirs. But this was never a dream of mine until I started doing it. It just wasn't like it, it was another. It was, I never thought about it. I never wanted to do it. I was never really super involved in beer. But now that like I'm doing it, I would not go back and change anything. I wouldn't trade this for the fucking world. I just, I wouldn't. But so like I left my job in October of last year and I started doing this full time and I helped design the building and, you know, figure out all the logistics of stuff. And I do pretty much all the work that's involved and, you know, make sure the place runs. And I mean, it was just kind of like a whirlwind between like, I don't want to do this and, oh, I own a brewery now. <laughs> and now this is my life now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I work like seven days a week, but people have asked me like, Oh, like, would you go back and change anything? Like, how's it open during COVID? Like all those like generic questions. And I always say like, I wouldn't change anything for the world because I've learned so much from like the shitty things that happened to us. You wouldn't, you wouldn't go back and change like that COVID became a thing. What an Not absolutely a, nope. awful person. 
I, I'm a real piece of shit. <laughs> but I He's honestly... Like, COVID's they, been the best thing for breweries, man. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's drinking well, more. In a weird way, like, we only know what it's like to be open during COVID. I don't know full capacity. I don't know a full bar with bar seats. Like, I don't know that. I don't... I just don't. But, I know 25% capacity and some outdoor seating. And if it's cold out, hopefully people want to come and sign you to go. Like, that's all I know. So I don't know what it feels like to have a full brewery. I know what it feels like to have a brewery at 25%. So for well, yeah. me, opening during COVID was like... If I can open during this, I feel like I can open during anything. We've we've talked about it before on the podcast. Like this is COVID. It was kind of like a, I guess like almost like a blessing for. It was the uh, catalyst for our podcast to go craft beer. Kind of yeah, but uh, it was also like uh, it was kind of a blessing for like the craft beer community because before COVID, like I couldn't go online and order beer. Yeah. Delivery curbside pickup. Yeah. Like, I don't like people. I enjoy just parking out front and just grabbing the beer and saying, pulling up and see ya. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with like crowlers and growlers. Some places didn't like, didn't even do them. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have done growlers or crowlers for opening weekend, but I mean, I sold like 150 uh, growlers in like my first four days. That's insane. Yeah, I know. And, it was and, wild. And I mean, the our first day was alone, like, great, but also terrible. Like we were wall to wall. Like we were just, we were, I wasn't prepared for it. Like we went through 67 kegs in our first month. Yikes. Yeah. I went through a lot of beer. And so like, I mean, I've learned a lot since we've opened up and like a lot of things have been changed and I've implemented a lot of things that make things a lot easier for not honestly me, but for people who are getting the beer from me, like ordering ahead and doing stuff like we're going to probably do online eventually if things continue the way they're continuing, but we're just doing like order ahead now. But I mean, I don't know. I, it, it sounds bad saying that like, I'm okay that I opened during COVID because like so many businesses, you know, I've been like underwater and people have lost jobs and it's been horrible for people. Don't get me wrong. But for us, it's been like, okay, like if I can like trial by fire, if I can open during this and I can kind of do what I'm doing now and still like succeeding in what I'm doing, then I can, I feel like you give me like a full bar and my bar seats back in our second floor that I can kind of open during anything. Well, this is motivation for anybody who's opening up, like seeing like businesses like you who, you know, are, you know, they're keeping their head above water and everything like, oh, we can do this. Like it's, it's good to see this. So it's, it's, it's a positive. So yeah, it it sucks for a lot of businesses, but at the same time, it's like, you got to look at these positives and kind of just keep chugging on, especially what's going on. It's also like, uh, it's also like, what, what is there to do to deal with this whole, like people being locked down or people working from home, like the depression of like, you know, there's a pandemic going on. What is there to do? I've got the answer. Drink beer. Yep. That's the one. Yeah. I mean, that's what a lot of people have been doing, which is really nice. I mean, and people say like, oh, you're a new brewery, like you're getting new people. That's why you're doing so well. And I'm not, I'm getting regulars. Like Maple Shade as a town had a Guinness World Record for a while for having the most bars per capita. And they for sure show why they had that record at my place. Like I have people come in that are like, I've been here eight weeks in a row. And I'm like, same. It's nice to see you. Again. Um, like we're, I mean, we're I'm not paying you by the way. Regulars. Yeah. We're a bar of regulars already, which is insane to me. And I, I can, I can speak to like, I, if I lived within, you know, a, a drivable distance, uh, I would be there often because you're the kind of brewery that I enjoy where you're, menu is variety. Yes. I'm a big fan of variety. I, I, I hate nothing more than going into a brewery and this is not a knock at anything in Jersey in particular, but breweries in general. 
and seeing, okay, I have 10 taps. I got eight IPAs. Why? Like, why would you do that? There's a local brewery around here who would put out a, a Facebook post. Hey, we're, we got all these, we got, we have, uh, eight, eight beers on, uh, on tap and, uh, or we got eight cans available. Yeah. Uh, six of them are double IPAs. Uh, and then one's a lager and the other one is God knows what. Yeah. Uh, it's, I'm all about variety. It's trends and they're, I mean, they're, obviously they're it's a money grab sell. too. Yeah, 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 it's a money grab too. So I get I mean, that. Listen, I could have 16 taps and do 10 hazy IPAs and like regular hoppy IPAs and be fine. But like, that's not what we're about. I mean, I mean when, my biggest thing is that like, I call it the stepping stones. And I was just my dad, an example, shout out Pat O'Connell. Um, I, he drank Michelob Ultra, Coors Light, Corona, like stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with that because I still drink it, which also gives me a lot of shit in the beer industry because I still drink like PBRs and I'm young. So like people think I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, but like he would drink Michelob Ultra and like the first beer I introduced him to for craft beer was a Pilsner. And like he hated a craft beer up until then because everyone would be like, oh, hey, try this 8% IPA. Right. And he'd be like, I drink Big Ultra. Like, why the fuck would I drink that? <laughs> So like having a variety for me is like, Hey, try this Pilsner. Hey, then try a lager. Hey, then try the hazy. Then maybe you work up to seven and a half percent stout and like give you options where like, I don't like beer. That's why I do a seltzer. Like I like a good fizzy boy. Don't get me wrong, but I prefer beer, but to have a seltzer on tap, like I make two or three kegs at a time. My yeast brings cause I can't justify making a full 10 kegs of it yet. Cause I'm still behind on my beer production, but like I sell two or three of those kegs in a weekend. And then it takes me another two weeks to get them back on tap. So like people drink things that aren't beer. So like why limit yourself? Seltzer to sell, man. Seltzers are good too. Like yeah. I enjoy, I enjoy the craft seltzer industry. Like jerky yeah. boy. Yeah. Stickman, Stickman does really well. Uh, Levante has a yeah. very good uh, seltzer program too. Yeah. One of my favorite seltzers is actually from a place in Texas called deep Ellum. They do a seltzer called blind lemon. It's real nice. Oh That's actually kind of what I model our seltzer after is a seltzer called blind lemon. Cause I don't like the sugar bombs. I don't like feeling like I'm drinking like just pure sugar and my teeth no. hurt. Yeah. So like we did just sugar, water, yeast and natural lemons and limes. And that's our seltzer. That's all it is. Nice. Yeah. I mean, uh, Stickman did theirs with cucumber. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. The one, their jerky boy was just, uh, was vanilla and cherry. Yeah. And then which it, was great. Sounds pretty, yeah. Yeah, the um, uh, cucumber is awesome. Yeah, too. But yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I always enjoy a a, a a brewery that does variety uh, because it shows that you have more, um, you know, more. I guess like you're showing that you you can do more, you know, than just a range. oh yeah, I have I have a base and here's a bunch of fucking hops in it and we're gonna call it <laughs> this and we're going to put this out and then we're going to take the same base and we're going to put a bunch of different fucking hops in it. And then we're going to put it out and call it this. And it's like, it, it, there's no, there's no, really no talent behind that, I guess, uh, or creativity. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, there, there are breweries that do nine IPAs and they're big distribution breweries. And like for them, that's a great thing because that's what sells as people like, like yeah. you're doing the thing that I'm a five barrel system. I can't justify having those things on tap and like, not doing any distribution. So for us as a five barrel system, like I know my majority of sales are coming from my tap room. I know that if I do flights, you shouldn't have to pick four IPAs in a flight. Right. You should pick like an IPA or two and then have a lager and a stout, but a, per, a, a per, Mars in a Porter, like things like that. So like a perfect you example, see IPAs, like, oh, go ahead. 
I'm just saying, when you see nine IPAs, there are places that can do that well. Don't get me wrong. But like for us as just a small brewery, a microbrewery, that's not at all what I ever want to go for. Like I think variety is so important because I'm not, you know, trying to sell all this beer out in like stores. I'm trying to invite you in and let you try a bunch of different things to figure out what you like. So then you can go to a store and get the thing that you like. That's my biggest thing. Um, yeah. And I think like a great example of like what the standard beer drinker, I guess nowadays is when I was in your, at your location the other day, uh, you know, we, we were talking and guy walks up and just goes, I'll, I'll have your hazy beer. Yeah. Well, give me your hazy beer. And it's like, what? all right. What? <clears throat> but yeah. I feel, I feel like that's, so you want a wheat beer, but I feel like that's whatever, yeah. like, you know, most breweries will get that. I, I think I could guarantee if you surveyed a hundred breweries, they're going to say at least once a day, somebody comes up and goes, I'll have whatever's hazy. I think that's fine. But like, you should only have one option. If you say that, in my opinion, you say, I'll have your hazy beer. And then I give you a hazy beer instead of saying, like, well, I have these four for me to pick from. You should say like, this is my hazy beer, especially like as a small system that I'm only 16 taps. Like I should be able to give you a hazy, an IPA, a lager, a stout, a porter. Oh, he's rolling out. Um, no, I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, having like a standard go-to hazy, that's kind of like your staple. Like you said, Grog's Paradise is your, it's your staple hazy beer. Yeah. Um, and when we were there, we were actually, I mean, we stood at the bar of, uh, Dr. Brew Littles, I guess we kind of posted up there because we wanted to see what kind of beers you guys had on tap, kind of see the variety. And that was the one thing that we highlighted kind of on our drive back was, just a great variety you guys had. Um, the Barktoberfest was the one that we ended up trying like from you guys because we knew we were going to do the pot. We knew we were going to do the podcast. We wanted to meet you and everything. <laughs> like we knew we were going to try your beers, but we wanted yeah. to have like one, I guess, while we were there. And God, there were so many beers at that bottle share. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we tried had a the- lot. I mean, there was, a, I mean, there's a lot of big beer people there, so they brought a lot of heavy hitters. Yeah. So, the the Barktoberfest, I mean, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but just seeing how many different types of beers you had was pretty cool to see, especially a brewery. To our knowledge, we thought you guys opened a year ago, and but no. like eight weeks, and you guys are doing a variety of beers instead of kind of just whatever you can do to line your pockets. Really, just like hey, let's just put out as many hazy IPAs that that'll sell. You guys are doing variety, which is and and like you said, it's bringing in a regular group of people every week are just coming in steadily, which is nice to see. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I would love to make the money back that we spent on this place. But for me and Chris and those involved, it was never about the money. Like it was about like our love for craft and now, now, I mean, honestly, our now love for craft beer. It's like my biggest thing was to be like, Hey, like I really like this and I really want to do this and I want to do it right. Not like, Hey, I want to make a bunch of money and sell it in four and five years. Like I want this to be like a staple in the town until I'm like, yeah, Yeah, that's, it's crazy because we've, you know, we've always targeted the brewers. We want to talk to the brewers of the beer and everything. Um, but just speaking to people who are more so on the business side, is that kind of refreshing to, to hear exactly like, like you said, like you had no intentions of ever wanting to open a brewery. And then all of a sudden it's like, this is what I live for. This is, you know, yeah. I, would like I wouldn't do change anything this else. for anything. No. All right. Um, 
So I think we need to we need to crack into this second beer and let's uh, do it. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. I got it. Hold on. We'll do the. Uh, let me just put this next to the mic. A little Barktoberfest. Can I get this? Nope. I need a. Uh, all right. I'm gonna be gross and use my teeth to open this. This is I'm disgusting. <laughs> Uh, I'll put the mic next to it so you can hear it again. Oh, we got a little. Uh, <laughs> wait, can I get a little countdown? What's he using? Three, two, one. He uses. Oh man, teeth that really to... hurt my finger. Holy moly! Damn, you use your teeth on that one? Uh, yeah, I have like a gross habit of opening cans of beer with my front teeth. Jesus, is that a Jersey yeah. thing or something? Uh, oh. No, I grew up on Long Island, actually. I've only been in Jersey for seven years. No. All right. Yeah. A, a little bit more respectable, I guess. I was going to say, would not have guessed Long Island. Yeah, well, I mean, Jersey and Long Island. Well, they're one in the same. Guess it from. Like, I made a stout with LNS chocolates. So I say the chocolates and coffee. and The chocolates and coffee. I, yeah, I put my clothes in the drawer. Are you getting very verklept over there? <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I used to live on Long Island. What, what part of Long Island? Uh, there's a county, so it's two. Uh, Nassau's west, and I lived in Suffolk okay. County. Suffolk. Uh, a little town, town by the beach called Pachogue. Pachog. Pachog. Oh, hold on. The namesake has uh, appeared. Oh, we got Grog. Grog in the house. This is the namesake of the beer that you so much enjoy. It's great that like, as soon as you put Grog in front of you, it becomes Grog's like, interview because you just disappear <laughs> and it's just Grog. So we've been interviewing a cat this entire time. Yeah, <laughs> that'll happen. All right. Hello, so my name is Jack. I'm a brewery. It's <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna drink Barktoberfest. Yeah, we're gonna get seasonal with this one. Here. Yeah, which um, a little fest beer. Yeah, we. It's another one we've had. Uh, we we had this at the bottle bottle share. I think uh, <clears throat> we all kind of a you know uh, I think all all four of us. Uh, Kind of like sat around. We were like, all right, we're going to get eight ounces. I poured like a gentleman on this one this time. I'm so proud of you watching you do that. That was so good. I know. You know, I I watched this thing because I had so many issues with crawlers in the past that I just went back to my classic, my classic pour. Tilt the glass, hit the side and call it a day. It's such a great smell right off, right off the pour. Um, So if you guys, if you want, while you drink, I can tell you what goes in that beer. It's a, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you want to do a I mean, cheers then first? Yeah, we'll right. have him talk about there it. There you go. All right, my cheers. Camera is the beer again because I'm drinking out of a can because I'm a degenerate. All right, Slancha. Jersey. Oops, super <laughs> spilled that on myself. We're not going to talk about that. Jersey. <laughs> Joyzy. Uh, so this is our Oktoberfest. It's called Barktoberfest because we're Dr. Brulittles and I feel like every once in a while I got to throw some animal puns in there. Um, so our malt bill is like real simple with this one, which I think is a big reason that it came out so nice. So I just use Munich and Vienna malt in this, like nothing weird or fancy or heavy. Like it's just a nice malty, you know, fest beer. Um, the way God uh, intended. Yeah. I use 3470 yeast for it. And then the only hops I add in that are Magnum hops. Like that's it. So it's a good like roasted Munich and Vienna malts. Like you get a nice, like toasty taste, but like the malt, taste as well where it's not like overpowering and then it's just magnum hops where it's a little bit of hops to make you remember that it's still a beer and i honestly you honestly you honestly turned into a robot there and disappeared 
after that. Dude, the robots are brutal. So yeah. <laughs> basically what I was saying is I consider this like a, almost like a session Oktoberfest where it's like, it's not that heavy spiced, you know, I age just for six months, like a traditional, like Marzen, like March Marzen kind of beer. I made this like a good drinkable Oktoberfest. Like it's just, this is our second best seller right now. I would agree with that. I think that was the one thing I took away from trying this at your brewery was just how clean it was. And it, what was great was um, as I was having this beer, I was having a side conversation with uh, Experimental while he was there, just saying, you know, this is a very, very clean Oktoberfest. I'm very surprised by the finish. It's not like, you know, it's not like a lot of the Marzins and stuff that we've been we've been drinking lately. And Experimental, um, as he was spilling a beer into my into my pant leg, uh, began <laughs> to tell me the intricacies of, you know, what, you know, an Oktoberfest versus a Mars in and like all of yeah. the science behind it while he's spilling a beer into my pocket. <laughs> Get all that, right? <laughs> like the uh, smartest I mean, guy in the room just yeah. still like articulating the differences while spilling a beer into my pant leg. Everyone's got a limit. Yeah, <laughs> it is I mean, a great thing with this is uh, the clarity comes from. So we not only filter our water. So every ounce of water that comes in my brewery is carbon filtered on a filter that flushes every three days. So it's not like impurities stick in it. And um, you, don't, you don't get that filthy beer, Jersey swamp water. Uh, I don't want any of that bog water. Uh, <laughs> whenever I put a beer into my bright tank, it goes through a 40 plate wine filter oh. so that filters out all my like you know sediments and yeast flocks and stuff like that so that's why that beer is so clear is because it gets completely filtered before it even hits my bright tank to settle out i love i love a good clear beer yeah i i like a good clean oktoberfest especially like with this one here has such a good like it comes back to a like a really good solid lager finish for me um which is which is nice because I get that Oktoberfest on the nose and kind of at first and it's just finishing so clean for me. It's just like all I'm getting is malt and caramel. That's all I'm getting. And it's just super enjoyable. Yeah. We had a lot of fun with this beer at the bottle share. I think that was, this is what we kind of closed on. It was like the consensus. We're like, all right, we, we get eight ounce pours. What are we all getting? It was like me, Dan, my wife and Harry were all like, oh, the Barktoberfest. We got to get the Oktoberfest. Yeah, it's seasonal. Yeah. So <clears throat> we did taste the basic witch, which was uh, which was very good. That's right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this was a uh, very enjoyable, still enjoyable. Yeah. I'm, I like well, when Grogs we are two best beers right now. Um, all right. So as we drink this, which very good, I, I remember it just as much as I yeah, as the day like, that I yeah, had the, it. <laughs> It's like muscle memory. I'm just like, um, as soon as I took a sip of it, I just, my pan leg felt like a little damp, like, <laughs> like <laughs> Harry was in the room, like spilling a beer on me. <laughs> We've got the ghost of Harry. Yeah. Oh my God. Do you well, see that? With that beer too. Is that that's, so that's the last round of that beer. Um, oh. cause I think that there's a very specific time to do an Oktoberfest and that's like, you know, at the end of October it ends. Yeah. It's so, coming to an end. Mm hmm. We did another round of it and I have about eight to 10 kegs left of it. And that'll, whenever that's gone, that's gone. And then in terms of variety, a big thing for me is that that Oktoberfest will get backed up by a lager. Like that'll be our Amber lager, which is kind of what we call our lights on beer. So our four lights on right now are probably our 
definitely Grog's, uh, Doc's Orders, which is our American Pilsner, the Amber Lager, which is yet to be named, and then probably like a dark beer, either like a stout, a porter, or a box, something like that. I think the best, best friends Amber Lager is kind of a cool name. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, just the <laughs> Dan and Tom Lager. I mean, that's probably what we should just call it. Well, right? so, <clears throat> well, Yes, that would be awesome. There is another podcast in New Jersey about craft beer and their host names are Dan and Tom. Oh, yeah. Um, you don't want to be. Uh, we, I mean, they sound like great guys, but we, yeah. don't, we don't want them to think that they, they don't. We, we don't want them to steal our thunder. Yeah. You guys got a lot of thunder. Yeah. Aww. Like a storm over here. Hmm. Ooh. All right. Well, you just had to make me blush over here. Yeah. While we're uh, I'm turning the same color as this amber lager <laughs> at my cheeks. So, um, what is uh? So I, I have a couple questions I want to get into before we uh before we wrap this thing up. Um, I've been asking this of our, our the recent uh like uh brewers and owners that we've had on. Um, what's your favorite style of beer? recent brewery that you've been to and you can answer that if you want to or not it doesn't matter uh and your the favorite your favorite beer that you've had recently so my favorite styles of time are tied between saisons and farmhouses i really like a good farmhouse beer i like a good tart crisp beer you were serving them so well around the uh, bottle share i mean yeah, i haven't had I a good a farmhouse lot, in a, a while lot of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah i had a uh, I'm guessing I just started, did I just turned into a robot. Yep, you did. It's okay. You're back. Yeah, you had a yeah, lot I, of I them. Right and the to be honest, I haven't had a lot of farmhouses recently. And at the bottle share, every time you came around, I'm like, I'm gonna have this. I mean, he, <laughs> he's serving it like he's just like, would you like this bottle? I'm like, yes, I would. <laughs> yeah, serving it like it like you're serving yeah, wine. Like child. He had yeah. a towel draped over his one arm too while he was serving it. It was nice. <laughs> this is this is a 2015 from the Edison, New Jersey area. <laughs> I just like farmhouses a lot. Like they're like one of my favorite styles. The last brewery I went to was Garden State Brewery. Uh, my buddy Adam is the brewer over there. I think they're doing really cool things over there and a cool space and. Like he has this awesome, I mean, it's in the nicest way, like piecemeal system. Like they basically, he's brewing on the system that the owners had at first and like worked their way up to. And I think it's awesome what they're doing over there. So GSB was the last brewery I went to. We're actually thinking about doing a collaboration with them in the winter to do like a winter warmer or like an eggnog beer or something weird or something like that. Nice. Where are they located in uh, Jersey? I assume based on the name. I'm definitely not uh, typing into my computer. Uh, no, you're definitely recalling from memory. Yeah, from memory. If I remember correctly, they're in Galloway, New Jersey. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and then my, you said my favorite style of brew. Was that the other question? Or beer you've had recently that has just knocked yep. your socks off? Uh, I actually, for, it was local. It was from Tonewood. I had the Galaxy DDH Fuego, and Fuego Ooh. for me was always like a so like my go to beer back in the day before craft beer was always Yingling, and like Fuego for me is replaced that as like the what do I want to drink? I don't know. Let me get a six pack of Fuego. So I recently had their DDH Fuego when they use Galaxy hops, and I mean like the second you crack that beer open, it is just I mean. Like you're in a dispensary dank, man. It's wild how dank that beer is. Galaxy is that bougie dank hop that yeah. just. It really, it's, 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 it's expansive. 
yeah. <laughs> that thing ain't no joke, dude. I, I listen, I can't brew with that just yet. Maybe after a couple more months, I can afford them galaxy hops. But. <laughs> yeah. So, you got to get bougie with it. <laughs> I feel, I feel like recently, like every one of our podcasts goes to talking about Tonewood. Oh yeah. There, I, there's I always argue been right now that I think personally, even including myself, Tonewood's probably one of the best breweries in New Jersey just because they're doing everything right. I mean, they make a really good agree. craft beer. They don't care about what a lot of people think that like they're doing what they want to do. They're opening a new place in Barrington, that new like tasting room distribution center. Like, I just think that they make their, the other thing too, is that it's not like they're like the best beer I've ever had. They're just so consistent every time. And it's never less than what they've made before. Like it's always like, uh, oh, I have improv. Oh, I have freshies. Oh, I have brewers. Like it's always consistent. Like that is the best thing I can say about them is they've never been below what I expect. I mean, the, their monotone series is the one is yeah. what like turned Dan and I on to like single hop varieties. Yeah, and then improv was amazing. Yeah, like that that was their double IPA, I think. Right, improv. Yeah, improv so good. Sixty ounce black hand. Yeah. Yeah. With the bass guitar on. <laughs> yes. I'm really, I'm really regretting. So when I was down in, uh, in sea isle, I, uh, I stopped at, uh, at Gleason's and, oh, uh, Gleason's. Yeah. And they had a, a, they had a great New Jersey craft beer section and Fuego was right there. And I was like, eh, I'm going to pass that up. I had Fuego. Um, that was one of the, uh, from the New Jersey constituents, Ooh. AKA Zeppi gave me a, uh, 12 ounce Fuego can. Um, enjoyed it. I mean, really just such an easy drinker. And when you said you had a double dry hopped galaxy, I got jealous. I was like, so they made Fuego with that. <laughs> what I'm running into is that people will bring me beer and like, it's the last thing that I want. Like I really appreciate it, but like I have so much of it that like my wife is giving me shit and saying like, I have to drink more because we want to go grocery shopping more often. <laughs> like my fridge is just full of beer. So we're in a condo now, like waiting to buy our house and I don't have that second beer fridge to clean it out. So people like that DDH Fuego was brought to me by um, someone who's like, you know, I've met through the beer industry. Yeah. And I'm like, I love you so much, but we need to drink this immediately because if I bring more beer home, my wife will strangle me in my sleep. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm like at the opposite end where uh, I have so much beer that like I don't have anywhere to put it now. Yeah. I have two beer fridges. Yeah, Tom's before. bougie. He has two beer fridges that I, are. I have oh, a, God. Oh, the luxury. It's King Tom. <laughs> King Tom over here is just real bougie. Oh, I have two beer fridges. <laughs> Hail uh, to the chief. <laughs> my beer fridges are huge. <laughs> They're huge. They're not from China. Don't worry. Uh, they might be, you know, some people say they're the best ever greatest they've ever seen. Regeneron. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> where were they at Joe? Um, <laughs> I have, I, so I have a full size beer fridge down in my basement and I have this guy here and, uh, I'm just, I'm at the point where like I have beer like in the, on the doors and I'm, I'm trying to drink them. And my wife's like, do you have to drink beer? so often <laughs> i'm like yeah no yeah i do because i yeah, don't have room like god almighty drink more beer yeah your wife's just like please drink more like please <laughs> just have a problem with yourself and i go okay babe i'll do it for you not because i want to but because i love you <laughs> she's like here's two blues brothers dvds drink more beer <laughs> <laughs> I, I pull out i pull out my uh my like ipas all my ipas and i go look it says drink fresh and she's like all right. Well, don't let it go to waste. <laughs> waste not, why not? Yeah. 
Well, the thing that's been killing me is the fridge at work. Like, you know, having that beer fridge there behind the bar, I've been able to stash some beer back there. Like, I still have some tree houses and foams, Burlington's. I have the 24 Steps by Double Abbey. Like, I had a beer that I brought out that I claimed was my baby, the 24 Steps, and I wasn't even able to open it because Leah told me, Zeppi's now fiance, that we have to finish more beer before I can open it. I just never got a chance to. Yeah, Zeppi opened that fridge for me, and I felt like he opened, like, the Holy Grail in front of me, and it was just like, it was actually like the <laughs> Dan's suit. face started melting a little bit. It was like oh, the, oh, it was the suitcase oh, in uh, oh, in Pulp Fiction, like uh, the gold and the, everything. The, Mac- just, the MacGuffin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh. Dan, Dan's that was, that was- <clears throat> started turning into a Nazi at the at the end, <laughs> <laughs> just melting my face. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing you finished that sentence. Just Dan turned into a Nazi at the end of it. The end. The end. Period. And that's the end of the podcast. Well, it was nice knowing you guys. Good 40 luck episodes strong. Yeah. And we're canceled. I don't know. Gas Digital Network might pick us up. Probably. <laughs> um, so what uh, if you have one. Okay. What's your guilty pleasure beer? Ooh, a guilty pleasure beer. So what? any beer like whatsoever. Any beer. Any like, beer. Like you're going to drink that when like nobody's looking. Any beer. People oh are? yeah, it's everybody's guilty pleasure. I think I'm, I'm not. That's not even a guilty. It's pleasure. not even guilty pleasure for me. I will, I will still jam a key into a sixteen ounce. Yeah, that's and like uh, shotgun. I'll shotgun beer right to my face all day. Like, I'll shotgun a PBR any day of the week. Like if it's someone it's an award winning beer, it has a ribbon on the can. It's a blue ribbon beer. Yeah, that's like yeah. that's like when people are like, oh, oh, Carly Ray Jepsen's your guilty pleasure. It's like, no, I'm pretty proud of that. I'll, I'll jam out to call me. Maybe oh, so you're talking about something like, Loud I, proud. I got to drink with the lights off kind of beer. Yeah. We're like, where anybody else is in the, in the room. You're like, well, maybe not look at what I'm doing. Yeah. Ooh. You have to order it with a burner phone. That's what we're talking about here. Oh boy. See, that's tough. Cause like, I really have no shame in my body whatsoever. I get and that. that gets me a lot of like flack in the beer industry for saying like people will give me shit like you own a craft brewery and like you drink PBR and Mick Ultra and I'm like all day like every day like if I golf like I'm not drinking seven percent beers I'll die. If I had a guilt oh guilty pleasure beer oh you know what I actually really like that I don't want people to know about is a tie between Mike's Hard Lemonade and uh, Seagram's like wine coolers. Ooh oh you actually enjoy that. <laughs> I actually do because like so this is another like real bougie thing for me to say kind of like the two beer fridge statement my parents have a beach house and if I go to that beach house I'm a big fan of Mike's Hard and Seagram's Coolers Jesus Christ you can't get more New Jersey than no. oh, that, no, that's, that's, that's pretty Long Island that's pretty Long Island I'm out in that nine degree sun nothing claps as hard as like a black cherry Mike's Hard so I will say I, I'm so glad you just like roboted out, roboted out during <laughs> that. Like, let me tell you about a black heart. cherry brown hard black cherry. <laughs> Did you robot it out like March hard black cherry? I was, I was struck down by the beer guys. <laughs> yeah. I feel uh, like big malt liquor was just in that. They're just like they're in, infiltrate our podcast and go, Hey, we have to have an ad spot here for Mike's hard. Can I, can I tell you, <laughs> can I tell you that I've had two Seagram's Bahama mamas sitting down in my beer fridge for, I don't know, half a decade. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Half a decade. Like were they Jess's? Were they yours? Were they gifts? Huh? Oh, the in-laws brought them over. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I mean, I still have the Natter Days from our Natter Days episode. Oh, some Natties and some Jennies. Let's get some Tall Boy Jennies. Oh, yeah, Tall Boy Jennies. I went, 
I went to school in Scranton, man. You can't pass a bad beer by me. Where'd you go, Kings? No, Scranton University. Okay. Nice. Excuse me, University of Scranton. Oh, well, let's be proper about it. Yeah. <laughs> let's be proper about it, the uh, meth capital of Pennsylvania. It's bad. What's up, Condren Hall? The Electric yeah. City. Uh, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I would say, I mean, for me, I guess guilty pleasure beer would probably be Bud Light Lime. Yeah, Oops, Limey is definitely. I'm, I'm going to go in the same, 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 uh, same space that you're coming from, Jack, is that, uh, I mean, uh, goes on be- vacation. Yeah, beach. The beer? first thing he ever texted, like we we frequented the beach for like what fifteen years together, something like that. Yeah, so we went to we uh, like my parents had a beach. My parents had a beach house too, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and jazzy, and um, you know, we uh, we frequented for about fifteen years, and every summer there was always one text that says. Am I bringing limeys down to the uh, <laughs> to the shore? <laughs> oh, limes and oranges. The the most devastating time was when they switched to that slim can that didn't fit in koozies anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we had to get a seltzer koozies for him. We had a basket of koozies at my yep. beach house. They're, they were just there. Yep. Like anyone could use them, and then they went to those thin cans, and I think we stopped buying them as soon as they went to thin cans. Yeah, thin cans was that was a bad mistake. They they have yeah. since gone back to the regular cans. We're not thin gentlemen. We don't want thin cans. That's true. Present, this is thick boy nation through and through. All right. Ooh. I like I like where you're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So uh, we're gonna wrap up here in a minute. Yeah, and, uh, we know. We know uh, Mr. Jack's time is. He's valuable. a busy man it's with a busy, busy schedule. It's valuable. I got things to do. I got terrible, awful things to do, and I, I got to do. Uh, the the hookers and blow won't uh, sniff and fuck themselves. I mean, uh, they're just not going to. Someone's got to do it, and you know, I volunteer as tribute. New Jersey. <laughs> um, that's, that's under New Jersey when you go over the bridge. Yeah, these <laughs> this hooker and go are gonna sniff these themselves. And blow are gonna do themselves. <laughs> Welcome They're, to New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> these hookers and blow these hookers and coke won't blow themselves. <laughs> Man, I really enjoyed having a brewery right up until this point. Now, welcome to <laughs> welcome to New Jersey, a mouth to mouth. Can't guys. wait for my mom to listen to this one. I link it. <laughs> um, That's gonna go great. What are you doing down there in Jersey, Jack? Jack, Jack, <laughs> who are you talking to that say you doing you doing what? You doing hookers and what? They're blow. Wait, who's blowing? They're blowing balloons. Because <laughs> they're blowing you. What they say? <laughs> if your mumum could hear you right now, Jack. Wait, how much? Oh, did you- <laughs> I call my grandma too. Is mumum? Oh, mumum. I'm so sorry. How much did you pay for the hooker? Oh, <laughs> you could have talked them down. <laughs> oh, Saint Christopher. Saint Christopher, help my boy. Saint <laughs> uh, Anthony, please come around. Uh, my son's soul is lost and can't be found. Oh, there he is. <laughs> this just turned into a, a Goodfellas table read. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Catholic schoolboy. I know Saint Anthony. Listen, I went to four years of Catholic high school, all boys high school. Shout out Chaminade. Ooh. And then. Catholic school before that too. So yeah, I, I went saying. to I went to six months of uh, Catholic all boys. Catholic that's why school. I'm a piece of shit now. <laughs> yep, same seas. Um, Public school. <laughs> yeah, that that's, makes sense. that's why Dan knocks. Yeah, that's why Dan's so much more well adjusted than the best. Yeah, that's why you poured that beer the way you poured it. <laughs> I motherfucker. <laughs> I did math. <laughs> we were learning cursive. <laughs> I, I, I googled crawlers before I came here. 
<laughs> uh, Fuck off. <laughs> Jack, you going to start canning stuff soon? That's the question I get a lot. Um, so I think canning early is the death of a good brewery. Um, so I am interested in canning. It is something I will do eventually. But I know that my beer production is probably a step or two behind my beer drinker still. So I am going to wait until I replace some of my fermenters with 10 barrels and add some new fermenters to can anything. Because in my humble opinion, the tap room is where you make your customers, not your money. Uh, you make your customers in the tap room and those customers will be the ones to buy your beer outside of your tap room. And if I start canning too early without having a backing for that beer, the brewery itself like i'm just i'm gonna go way over my head way too quick and that's been the death of a few very good breweries and that is not something that i want to be a part of so i will say you probably won't see cans of mine in stores until this upcoming summer at least that's a great philosophy um to be honest that that was kind of the coolest thing i've ever heard from a brewer slash owner i've heard in a while is in the tap room you know, you're not making money. You're making your, your clientele, your customers and stuff. You're, you're fostering a relationship with your clientele, which is nice because, you know, coming into, coming into the brewery, like, you know, pre COVID for me, like visiting, Jesus Christ, was that your burp? Yeah. Uh, God damn I it. I was, I was getting I was, so nice. Like, I, I was getting. As I was drinking. You got like real sad and melody, but, I know. Oh, I was getting so profound about it, and then you just burped. I like, burped with, oh, the, with, with the glass to my mouth. I know. It was, was like, it, the, it, it, it bounced back. <laughs> I'll see you again. So, honestly, I'm not canning because I feel like I make my customers in my brewery, and I don't make my beer in my brewery. That's awesome. I think that's how I used to look at breweries pre COVID too, was I went to places that I enjoyed drinking at and I missed that. I mean, yeah. I think oh, I missed yeah. that. Um, in like, I know the whole beer scene has shifted, has changed, but I do miss that part of, um, that part of the brewery, um, lifestyle. It's just <laughs> almost being like, this cat just, it's not going to go away. And now the cat is interrupting my sentimental, like thought right now. I was like, I'm done. Okay, guys, I really enjoy beer and that's why I'm here. Bye. No, I, de- I definitely, I, I agree with you, Dan, uh, where, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I miss going to like a, like a brewery, sitting down at the bar and ordering a flight or, you know, what, or what just, or just having the beer there. Like, um, yeah, for sure. I, there was, there were breweries that I liked because of that interaction and it's tough having that interaction again. And it's cool to see that. It's cool to see your philosophy being like, I want to have a client interaction versus I want to pump a ton of cans out and try and see what I can sell. Yeah, because don't get me wrong. It'd be super easy to make a bunch of money on some bullshit beers. Like I can make pumpkin beers and IPAs and make a bunch of money on that shit and that'd be fine. But to me, it's like, I mean, I also could not work every day that we're open. Like it'd be very easy for me to collect my salary and our equity and just kind of hang out and have beers here and there. But the reason that I make myself so available in the brewery and work as hard as I do is because I want people to see like, this is the face of the person who owns this brewery. This is the face of the person making like your beer with my brewer. And like, this is the face of the person who like wants you to come back. Like it's just super important for me to make a human connection with people instead of being like, Hey, buy my can here. It's like, Hey, maybe like sit down and talk to me and I'll sit with you and have a few beers. And that, and I just, mean, that's really how it is. Like I walked in on Thursday. I, I think I walked in at like four Oh five on Thursday and it was 
Jack behind the bar. That's it. Yeah. I work four days a week and I'm by myself Thursdays and Sundays. Like I'm any day that I'm open, I'm behind the bar to make sure that, you know, like, Hey, you got questions about the brewery, like you're getting the source. It's refreshing to hear this on the business side. Like we like just to hear brewers and owners talk about that is awesome. Like they still want to foster those relationships. It's not still like, it's not about just throwing out as many cans as you can do the money grab. It's still about having that interaction. So it's cool. It's refreshing to hear that. Yeah. I mean, it's don't get me wrong. It's in a weird way, super easy to make money in a brewery. Like you can make some decent beers and people buy them, but it's very hard to make your career beer. Like you can make a brewery and sell it in a few years or do whatever you want in a few years. That's very easy to do, but to make your career and lifestyle beer is a very difficult thing. So for me, it's like, I know I still have a ways to work before my career is beer. Like to me, it's still like, I mean, yeah, I own a brewery and you know, yeah, I think we're doing pretty well, but I have so much to learn. I know that. So like, I'm not thinking like, Oh, we're the best that we're, you know, we're the best that we can be. So for me, another big reason that I'm behind that bar is because I want to learn as much as I can to make my brewery as good as I can, not make as much money as I can for myself, but to, you know, put out the best product that I can for people drinking it. That's the most important thing to me is that whatever I'm putting out is the best that I can do at that time. Awesome. Uh, I think we need, we need to, uh, release Jack back into, uh, into the world. Release Uh, the Kraken. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I really appreciate you coming on. I feel like there are several stones left, uh, unturned and, uh, yep. We'll, we'll definitely have you back on to, to talk more when you, I think what we got to do is just get back on here and turn some stones over another time. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this was very enjoyable. Um, yeah, I, I definitely feel like there's so much more that we can do in a, in a more, uh, more of an allotted, uh, free time. Dr. Brewer Littles, um, episode two. Yeah. Part two. Let's do it. Part two. Once this stuff clears up, I got to get you guys out there to do a little physical podcast. Oh, for sure. We're set up for it. Oh yeah. We're ready. We got it. We have another mic here for the eventual. Oh, we, well, we could do it from Dr. Brewer. Let's just go there. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say it's just, you should have told me I could have came out there. I would have done it there. Well, then you would have have to left a lot. It wouldn't have worked out logistically. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, all the work. crawlers that we had to consume yeah. for this podcast. No, wouldn't have worked out. Yeah, you would have been sleeping at Tom's I my way through two of them. You would have been in I dinosaur do. pajamas as well. Yep. Here at Tom's. You would have been in the illustrious, <clears throat> the illustrious guest room. It is nice. All right. It's got a Roku. It does. Oh, yeah. Um. All right. So. Dr. Brutals, Jack O'Connell. That's me. Thank you for coming on. Thank you uh, for having me. I thoroughly appreciate this. And I mean, I always say this, but like, I, I appreciate what you guys do for craft beer. And I think it's important that, you know, guys like you exist because without you guys, a lot of the word of craft beer and you know what craft beer is about and the people wouldn't get out as much. So I thoroughly appreciate you guys taking the time out to interview me and interview other people and make, you know, beer a more well-known thing in this, you know, South Jersey and Jersey and Pennsylvania aspect. So thanks to both of you for what you guys do. It's a big thing for me. I have the weirdest boner right now. I know he's just making my <laughs> he's just making my heart he's just making my I'm heart honest, melt. Craft beer is more important than what I do because yes, I brew beer, but I mean honestly, when you guys out of your free time and this is a hobby, like it's still a job for me. But 
at the end of the day, you guys like craft beer so much that you just get people together to talk about it, and that's a huge thing for craft beer everywhere. So this I mean, is a way to this is a way to justify our alcoholism. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Tom, Tom, quick huddle. I mean, do you think yeah. he's, um, Tom? Do you think he's a new friend of uh, podcast? I mean, I mean, what do you think? Uh, he's from, he from Jersey. V. I know. I mean, he looks, just, he looks like Harley from Lost. It's kind of cool. I mean. I lived at Salem for a while. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's hoping his odds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. All right. All right. New friend of the podcast. New friend of the podcast. All right. Honey, I made it. I'm a friend of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you will receive your uh, your welcome package in seven to ten business months. Thank you. <laughs> it's very appropriate that you robot out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I gotta go. Oh, I, I, I gotta go. Oh, 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 I'm afraid I gotta go. <laughs> All right. Cheers. <laughs> All right. So, guys, remember uh, subscribe, rate, review the podcast. Subscribe. Doesn't matter to us. Uh, it only matters to you if you want to know. Comes out Thursday mornings. Cool. Rate. Five star, boys. All around. Five stars. Always. Review. That's where you can get creative. Yeah. I don't care if you trash us. Just give us five stars, but give us a review that I want to read. Just with scathing review, scathing review that I can read with like maybe like Sarah McLachlan music behind it or something like in the arms of an angel. <laughs> if you five star this podcast and you can prove it to me in my brewery, I'll give you a free beer. Oh, hey. Oh, I like that. Wow. All right. All right, Jersey. You heard him. Challenges out there, boys. All right. <laughs> Damn. Why don't we thought of that before? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is throwing me through a loop. Jack, where can the where can, listen- where, where can the listeners drink your beer? So you can drink my beer at my brewery. My address is 108 East Main Street in Maple Shade, New Jersey. O to the 8 to the O to the 5 to the 2, 08052. My email address that I received directly because I'm the only person who answers that is info at drbrewlittlesbeer.com. My website is drbrewlittlesbeer.com. There's a contact form at the bottom, which will also forward to my email. Uh, our number is 856-406-5200. Unfortunately, that number it's forwards... On the can. It's on the can. That number forwards to my cell phone. So when you call me at 2 a.m. drunk and ask if I'm still open, I'm going to pick up the phone tell you no and hang up on you. So you'll always get me. I am as much involved as I can be. So email Instagram and Facebook, just search Dr. Brew Littles. My uh, Google SEO is pretty solid. Yeah. If I toot my own horn. Instagram, so Instagram, Dr. Dot Brew Littles, yep. uh, untapped Dr. Dash Brew Little dash S. Oh yeah, sure. Let's go. With yeah. That. Untapped's weird. <laughs> um, thanks. Untapped. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yes. Uh, Go check out Dr. Brew Little's park around the back. There's a lot more parking uh, if you go around <laughs> the of, building. There's a lot in my back. Yeah. That's where I'm parking my bike. <laughs> park that bike in my back. All right. Again, Jack, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Dan, you got any plugs for us? I'll keep it short and sweet. I'm good right now. All right. We'll make well, sure this guy gets on gets yeah. to his next appointment. Well, you can follow us on Untapped uh, at Best Best Friends Pod. That's at Best Best Friends P-O-D. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Best Best Friends Pod. That's at Best Best Friends P-O-D. Gotta love Christian New Metal. Yes. And you can email us at 
uh, email us. Uh, if you want us to interview any brewers, you have any brewers that you want us to talk to beers, we should feature beers. We should feature, uh, what you like and don't like about the podcast. Do you want to be on the podcast? Tell us why, uh, it's all at best, best friends, pod at gmail.com. That's best, best friends, P O D. Bringing the mosh at the end at gmail.com. All right. We wrapped it up. Uh, Daniel, guess what, bud? I love you. Always have. You're making me blush, son. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we got a new friend. I'm going through the list. You'll all see that. Um, (laughs) Jack, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. We appreciate you. Everybody, you, bud. remember, it's not goodbye forever. It's just. Who doesn't like one more POD drop? And always remember. The Clintons killed Jeffrey Epstein. Never forget. Never forget. Boys. Best restaurant podcast episode number Forty zero. We out. Forty. See ya. Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. This podcast is hosted by two bros, by two bros. So crack a beer and laugh at some videos, videos. Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. Fuck this shit. Hang out with little lunchbox, become a cluggalet, a cluggalet. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is both, so it's all for me. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Danny Tom. Cindy Crawford's a fan, how could you go wrong? So many pods up there were influenced for me. Epstein is still alive, and listens to Best Best Friends.